I try to get to the root of it and and you know, help those out. It becomes just a complete. You're just gaslighting me, and you're you know you're being defensive. You're saying that the problem's all mine and and everything else like that. And then it mm-hmm. it it never goes anywhere. So we just love that, any kind of concrete approach to to, yeah. to to you know make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, she's absolutely right. It is gaslighting for sure. Uh, yeah, and that's why like we don't. It's gaslighting because like let's say we we mentioned insecurity, right? Like your wife's dealing with some insecurity. It's like, well, who of us can go to our wives and say, "I think you're dealing with some insecurity," and not be gas? Who here is not dealing with that? If we're being brutally honest, who here is not dealing with insecurity? Who here is not dealing with self-esteem issues? Who here is not dealing with self-love issues? Who who here is not dealing with self-worth at some level? It's like we go on and on and on and on and on, right? I've only got eight minutes left, so I'm not going to. But the point is, there's not a single problem we can take to our wife that we're not experiencing ourselves. Not a single problem. And in that sense, you know, gaslighting is accusing the other person of what you're guilty of yourself. And it's like when you look at it like that, it's why, you know, one of the concrete principles is the mirror never lies, the, you know, the, the, the purpose of our spouse is to highlight our, our purpose. The purpose of our spouse is to bring healing. It's to bring healing. And the problem is we have a very skewed concept of what marriage is. We think marriage is a bed of roses and, and it's a nice thing to where it's simply pleasure. It's, it's physical pleasure. It's emotional pleasure. But the reality is your wife is that like we're all set, right? Nobody can provoke me like my wife. Nobody can stick the knife in me like my wife. Nobody can wind me up like my wife. Absolutely right. And that is why she's with you. It is not by chance, not by accident, not by anything other than divine appointment. Your wife is with you because that's right. Nobody can wind you up like your wife, which also, if you look again, that's a story. Let's change that story. Nobody can highlight in me my own shortcomings that need attention other than my wife. She's the only person that can show me the things that I really truly need to work on. Right. And 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 I under, and I understand where you where you're coming from from that perspective. But I mean, just even to use, you know, Matt's situation where, you know, where you're walking him through, you know, a few minutes ago where, you know, you said you can have your job and you can, you know, h- help your wife yep. get past this. So how do you broach that conversation to say to say, hey, by the way, like I'm probably not gonna leave and you know, I you wouldn't say it this way, but I'm probably not going to leave my job and we'll have a massive lawsuit if we fire, you know, this other woman. So let, let's, you know, so, so you're going to have to deal with your problem and I'm going to, I'm here to help you. But like, how, how do you do that without it being like my problem? Yeah. Good. A good place to start would be like, what's this all about? You know, what, what, what is this all about? Like, that's a good question. What's this all about? Because it's not about like, I had a big blow up a couple of Christmases ago at my in-laws. I, I really lost it with my mother-in-law and ruined Christmas for everybody. I genuinely did. It was, it was one of my not so great moments in life and talking about it with my wife later, she goes, I want to know what my mother said to you to set you off like that. And I go, I'm not telling you. And the reason I'm not telling you is because you're going to go, you, you, you ruined Christmas over that. That's so pet. That's so petty, right? That's so pathetic that you would get that upset over that. And I'm like, I know it was a small thing, but it wasn't about that. I'm like, it's 10 years of belittlement. It's 10 years of being talked down to. It's 10 years of, you know, I've just taken it and 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 taken it from her for 10 years. And I'm like, finally, she said something that in the grand scale of things was very small, but it made me snap that the incident at Christmas wasn't about that. 
the incident was about the bigger picture of the ongoing relationship. So if my wife goes, what if my wife goes, what happened at Christmas to make you react like that? She's getting false information. My mother-in-law says she didn't like my haircut. You ruined Christmas over that. And it's like, well, no. What it really is about is it highlighted 10 years of a lack of acceptance into the family. It's like, she said, I don't like your haircut. I'd like to get it changed. And it just highlighted 10 years of a lack of acceptance. It's like, what is, this is about is a lack of acceptance. That's what it's about. You know, and it's like, that that's what it's that's what's going on with Matt. That's what's going on with with everybody, right? That's what we want to get to. That's the basic underlying question. Is like, my wife's telling me that I have to quit this job and blah blah. blah. Okay, well, what's this about? What's this really about? Because it's not about you quitting your job. Because you're a good-looking guy, and there's going to be women that you're attracted to and attracted to you in the next job, and you've already demonstrated a behavior of infidelity. It's like there's as much chance of that happening again at the next job as this job if we're just being brutally honest, right? Logic, you moving jobs doesn't eliminate the, the the possibility of infidelity. It's like, that's not what this is about. I wouldn't say that, but that's what I'm thinking. The question is, what is this about? And again, the if we go deeper with my story, well, this is about a lack of acceptance. Well, what is that? What's that about, Cody? It's like, well, actually, why do you need acceptance from your mother-in-law? Well, maybe that stems to a lack of acceptance of myself. Maybe she's maybe she's stimulating something in me that I don't want to deal with, which is an inability to set accept myself, right? And it's like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. So Christmas was about your own inability to accept yourself. You ruining Christmas was an inability to accept yourself. So in the coming year, Cody, to make sure this doesn't happen again, what are you going to do? What kind of inner work are you going to do? What kind of spiritual work are you going to do? What kind of what are you going to do to make sure that, you know, you you, you get to a place where you are more comfortable with yourself? To where, because my mother-in-law is going to wind me up. That's who she is. Like that, I'm not, and, and I have no right to change her, and I have no right to expect her to change. But if I go well, if I understand now that the issue that I'm having with my mother-in-law is not her at all, it's my own lack of acceptance of myself if i can work on that and and by the time i see my mother-in-law again she's going to stimulate she's going to she's going to make those statements you know are you, are you going to wear that shirt to dinner code you're really going to wear that that's your plan is it you, you, when are you going to get your hair cut when are you going to do this you shaving today cody i think you know you, really you, that's how you're going out the house like i don't i no longer need her acceptance i can go you know what i'm good I accept myself and therefore your lack of acceptance does not stimulate my own, my own sense of inner poverty to make for, for, for born of a better term. So in your situation or Matt's situation, we start by doing that inner work ourselves, and going, okay, well, what's actually going on here? What, you know, what's this about Matt? What's this about Jason? What is this really about? And it's going to come down to, you know, there are a bunch of, uh, circumstances that that stimulate inner turmoil that i don't want to experience but what is that inner turmoil it's a lack of self-acceptance it's a lack of self-worth okay well let's look at that a little bit deeper where did that come from is it true can we can we work on that because you you 
you can't tell your wife that she needs to work on a sense of inner security when you're insecure because it is gaslighting. You're accusing her of what you're guilty of. Right, so the right. second word is to go, okay, I need to look at myself. Gotta look at myself and do the work because when she sees you building self-esteem, when she sees you becoming peaceful, when she sees you developing that sense of self-worth, she's going to see it and she's going to want it. And and to some extent, like just giving away all my secrets here, to some extent, to a great extent, a, a lot of you are here not because of the words that I've said, it's because of the inner work that I've done. And you're being drawn to something that you don't understand. It's not quantifiable. It's not necessarily something that you can put into words, right? But it might be a sense of like, well, maybe I've done done that that work on my own self-esteem to a to a certain level that is now at a level that's recognizable and people deep down inside at a subconscious level are going subconsciously i recognize that i need to work on my self-esteem and subconsciously i recognize that self-esteem or genuine self-esteem is on display there so i'm drawn to that and that's where like the other person starts asking questions it's like it's why are you all asking me questions right I don't really have to sell it to you. It's like those those questions naturally come towards me because at some level you're being drawn to what it is that you want. And this exactly the same thing is true with your wife. You don't have to sell this. Like once you start to demonstrate self-esteem, once you start to demonstrate that inner sense of self-worth, once you demonstrate self-love, she's going to go if not if not consciously, definitely subconsciously, he's got something I want. And that ultimately is the only way we're going to get our wives back. Like you, the, our wives are looking at us right now going, he's got nothing I want. And it's not a bank account or a car or a boat. It's like he doesn't, you know, it's two starving people coming together saying, let's share, share our food. Deep down inside, she's going, I need, I, need to, I need self-esteem. And she's looking at this person going, well, he's got no self-esteem. How the hell is he going to help me? He's trying to get, he's trying to get self-esteem from me and I'm trying to get self-esteem from him. Whereas the second you, you you go, okay, well, my wife is highlighting in me that I'm lacking in some area. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to work on that. You know, and growth. Like, I I, I have to wrap it up here. I'm, I've run over a few minutes, but I'll end this here because it's a good thought. It's a question I've been asking myself for a long time, and I'm gonna call it spiritual growth, but it doesn't have to be in the in the sort of context of traditional religion it's like what is spiritual growth because if it's not definable and it's not measurable how do we know if we're winning how do we know you know people go i I go to church and people go are you growing spiritually cody i'm like well i don't know what does that mean are you moving closer to god well can you define god and can you define moving closer no one no so how how would i know it's like i might be but i might not be i don't know we without a definition there's no goal so, uh, you know, I've, I've thought about this a lot and it's like, we're all here for spiritual growth, which means we're becoming bigger as men, right? We're, we're bi- spiritual growth can be self-esteem, self-love, all that stuff. That That's what I'm talking about. And the answer to the question is, spiritual growth is the, is the steady and systematic eradication of fear. That's what it is. It's the systematic and steady eradication of fear within our lives. Because fear is, fear is, is the culprit for all of our screw-ups. It's the culprit of everything that's gone wrong in our lives. It's the culprit of everything that's going wrong, and it's the cause of everything that's going to go wrong. We're acting out of fear. 
And when we when we can look at that and start to remove that fear, we start to behave better, right? Like the like mad situation, for example. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw something out there. May or may not be true, but it's like your the real underlying cause here is is your wife's fear of not being enough. The real underlying cause of this problem is your wife's fear of not being enough, not being enough for you and ultimately not being enough for herself, but it's fear of, right? Fear of not being enough. And it's like if that fear can be eradicated to where she no longer fears not being enough, which by definition she would feel enough, right? Because you only she would feel enough, that's spiritual growth. It's eradication of fear. It's eradication of fear. That, that's my definition. So we all want to be moving towards that like this this is what we're doing it's like what are we afraid of what are we afraid of and and, and let's look at that from the perspective of what it's really about what are we afraid of insecurity in, in you know list goes on and on as we start to eradicate those fears people are going to be drawn to us our wives are going to be drawn to us because at the end of the day you know again who here is not crippled and paralyzed with fear to some extent or another you know, who, who's, whose day here is not utterly dominated from start to finish by fear in some sense or another? All, all, all of us, right? Like, I, I'll finish it. I'll finish it because I really do have to go. But quick story, right? Caravan going from Baghdad, uh, pestilence was coming the other way, and the, the caravan leader stopped pestilence and said, where are you going, pestilence? And the pestilence said, I'm going to Baghdad to take 50,000 souls. And off they went. The caravan went that way and pestilence went that way. A month later, they're heading back. Pestilence is coming out of Baghdad and, and the caravan's going back in. And, and the caravan leader stops pestilence and says, pestilence, you lied to me. You told me you would only take 50,000 souls. You took 500,000. And pestilence goes, no, no, no. 50,000 souls and not one more. Fear took the rest. Fear took the rest. And that's where we're at in our lives, boys. It's like the actual situations, the, the actual damage that's going on in our relationships, in our lives is, is very small. Fear is doing the rest of the damage. And that's, that's what we've got to work on, the eradication. And when we eradicate it, our wives are going to go, I would also like to be fearless. I would also like to experience less fear. I would also like to experience peace. And then they're going to look at you and go, this is the man that can lead me there. And that's when you're like genuinely, that's when, you, that's when you're on solid ground. Is that good, guys?